0: This
1: is Podcast for Columbus, recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer, Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. This is Podcast for Columbus, recording live on April 7th, 2019 from the Crew Corner in Northeast Columbus. I'm um, Todd Fichtenberg. You can find me on Twitter at todd33. And with me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. How are you feeling today? Now that we're
0: actually at the top of the East, we are top of the East, which is what we can say this week and not last week. Yeah,
1: you didn't. I didn't think
0: that the truth would be
1: such a controversy, but hey, you know what can I say?
0: It was entertaining though. Yeah, it is what
1: it is. Um, this is conversation twenty-two or conversation conversation sorrow. Or arguto, argudo if you will. So, let's get this thing started. Kick off. So, this is a segment where we talk about the last match, which was last night on April 6th at Mafre Stadium against the Revs, which, yes, this is the sixth game of the season. And we played the Revs twice, and we're not seeing them again for the rest of the season. Um, but we beat them 1-0, um, which is pretty awesome.
0: The scoreline is awesome the actual game was not so awesome
1: (laughs) yeah that's a tease we'll get into that but i want to remind the listeners at home that
0: the crew should always
1: always wear yellow at home
0: and whoever doesn't think that is not a true crew fan
1: yes because we are (laughs) gatekeepers here and we tell people how they can fan So, but no, it is very odd to. They were wearing like their weird secondary kit with like bayish on it and gray, and we were wearing black, and it made no sense. It was basically just
0: a white versus black when it could have easily been a yellow versus what's their home color? It's either blue or red. I don't know which. Either way, we should have been wearing yellow. So, agreed 100%. Whoever makes those decisions needs to reevaluate their life. That'd be somebody in MLS, I'm
1: assuming. Don Garber. Exactly. So, anyway, so moving on to the lineups. The Crew Atlantic was your typical 4-2-3-1 that we've been so used to. Um, just a couple changes. Um, one controversial, one not. <laughs> so, uh, in the back, of course, we had Stefan, so we'll just start there. Zardes up top, and our attacking mids were Rubinho, Iguain, and Santos. Um, holding mids, Trap, and Artur. And in the back, we had Francis, Williams, Mensa, and Jimenez. So, uh, the skipper was Wheel Trap again. And... Um, Robinho got the start again over Miram, which is interesting, but I think this was his best game that he's had with us so far, so I'm actually pretty excited about mm-hmm. that. Uh, we'll get to that later, too. But in the back, Gaston Saro was benched for some reason, and I'm not really
0: sure why. Yeah, I don't really know why either. Um, he was healthy this week, uh, went back to training, got over his illness from last week. Um, I don't have a good answer why he was benched. I would have rather had him on the field instead of Josh. But.
1: but one thing I thought was really odd or interesting or however you want to put it is that w- it must be Caleb's directive or something because Williams mm-hmm. was definitely trying to play like Gaston. He was in the 18-yard box quite a few times. Um, he ended up scoring the header, which we'll get to talk, to talk about. And then it was just odd. It was like he was definitely trying for the starting position, but I didn't even know that position was up for grabs. So that was yeah. a little concerning to me.
0: Yeah, um, from what I was reading earlier this week, or uh, it might it might have been just yesterday before the game, but uh, Josh was saying, the you know, coming into this season, he was working off his uh, injury, just getting back into the rhythm of things and getting healthy. wasn't really thinking about competing for a starting spot, but now that he is back, he is getting minutes, and he is healthy to play a full game. I, it, it is more of a challenge getting in there alongside Jonathan Mensah.
1: Yeah, and it is odd too, because if we used last week, I mean, granted, we won two nothing against Atlanta, but I don't think we could take anything away from that game in terms of how players played when it right. was, you know, a slip and slide. So I was actually really surprised to see to see that change. Um, but I guess we'll see how it is going forward.
0: Yeah, and I mean Gaston he had two goals going in Yeah. Going into this and a couple clean sheets. But um Yeah. And it we have another
1: defensive clean sheet. And uh, defensive goal, so the, the our offense needs to get with the program.
0: Yes, please.
1: I um, even the bench had some attacking firepower, which I was happy about. You know, Hanson made an appearance on the bench, uh,
0: Miram, of course, um, and Mullins. So that's pretty cool. I, I don't know. I didn't really care for our bench because we had two wingers, two center backs, and two midfielders. Like there was no attacking help. I would have rather had Sosa on the bench give me uh JJ Argudo. Yeah, even Argudo honestly because we we didn't have anybody to replace Hector or Yes, that's true. or uh, Waylon if one of the two had to come out and I don't feel comfortable if we put a center back at left or right back. I I don't know. I would I would have rather had Argudo on the bench in case something happens because Hector took a knock yesterday and he was down for a good minute. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was very concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we have nothing in the backup for it right back. Um, that's why maybe we can sign Cedric Suarez, you know, the Portugal-European <laughs> yeah, winner um, because whatever, he had a falling out at Southampton and he's apparently not even making the bench or starting. It- well, he's making the bench but not starting at Inter Milan, so I'm not really sure what's going on with him. But yeah, that was worrisome. Um, but I feel like the first few games of the season that we were complaining about the fact that um, we had no attacking options. So mm-hmm. um, so I guess that part is concerning. We don't have much depth back there. But, you know, um, I think I mentioned this before, but Argudo changing his number to two. I feel like he played holding mid in preseason, but maybe. But that's your typical right back number. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, yep, Jimenez was the guy. I think everybody expected that would happen. Um, and then for the Revs, Fagundes was on the bench. Maybe it's because he missed that PK against us last time.
0: <laughs> that was actually shocking. I, no, I was surprised. I too. was expecting him to start.
1: I feel like they're not a great team, but he's one of their best players. So I'm not really sure why he, he should. Have, he should have
0: left the refs a, a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and I was hoping that guy would a get a red card. <laughs>
0: An actual red card this time. Yeah,
1: that we can play in sync. Bye bye bye. But, <laughs> but Cody Crapper was the goalkeeper. Is he typically their starting goalkeeper? I he honestly I don't know. He wasn't sketch. good at all no. last night. And there was some talk that he might be like Zach Steffen's backup or whatever. <laughs> uh, Please <know>. no no. <laughs> yeah, he needs a little bit more confidence before that takes place, in my humble opinion. Um, but yeah, you had Farrell, Anibaba, Caldwell, Salcedo, Bunbury, Aguay. Agudelo, Gill, Jones, McKin- man—I don't know how to say his name—Mancian, Mancian, Mancian. Manciani—I don't know—but he didn't last the whole game, so Rip. he's out of here. Yeah. So I don't even really care what their formation was. Um, they were not good. They were, dare I say it, a dirty, dirty team. I would agree. They were constantly chopping from behind. They were always on the ground. They played. They played the way I play FIFA. I'm always doing slide <laughs> tackles. Like literally, it was just. Red cards included and everything. <laughs> it was really bad. So before we even get to the goal and get to um, the substitutions, I, I'm i going to put the referee at the front. Um, his name was Rubio Vasquez. Um, I have been impressed in the past, even though I've complained that, why do we get all the new refs? But the people coming up from USL, the young guys, they've been pretty fit. They've been pretty good, pretty solid. i have been very impressed. But this guy, I don't know what in the world he was watching, and In 11 matches before our game in charge, he had shown 36 yellow cards, three straight reds, and three PKs. Another thing I thought was interesting was that Chico Grajeda was the VAR, and um, from what I've heard, he got pulled during the playoffs last year because he is always pro-crew when he gives uh, VAR decisions, which I guess there were a couple red cards that he recommended, and he lives in Dayton, so I mean, I guess maybe there's some sort of Type of truth there, but it was odd to see him back. And I was expecting like a few things, like, like the handball, for instance. I, I've watched it just now over and over, what in the about the 20th minute when Cropper comes out. And it looked to me like watching him from 105, it looked to me like he handled the ball. There was not a reaction from the AR, there's not a reaction from anybody except for the players and the fans and the ref couldn't have cared less. But stuff like that, like hopefully that was checked. I wish somebody, I hope it's on instant replay with a solid with a solid angle or something like that. But, but is
0: that is that something that could be checked with VAR?
1: Yeah, cuz red cards are always checkable.
0: But would that be a red and I would I would have just given a yellow. You would have? Honestly, yeah. Oh, well
1: I think that the typical like especially in Europe, I think the typical response to a goalkeeper handling a ball when an attacker is coming is typically a red card You're handling it that far out of the box. So yeah. um, that's okay. So I guess that's a good question. If it was just a, if it was just a um, like a yellow card for deliberate handball. And that actually gets me back on my high horse about handball calls. Because honestly, if he had handled it, it would not have been on purpose. Because this buffoon comes out thinking he's Manuel Neuer. I'm sitting there watching him. He's definitely You not. can tell he tries to chest it, and then it bounces all over his arms, and I think it hit his hand. So I guess from that perspective, if we're using the quote deliberate, oh man, on TV they're showing that beautiful, beautiful Minnesota stadium. Oh, I can't Todd wait to go there a, in about a month or so.
0: He's more of a loons man himself.
1: <laughs> I'm more of a cruise man, but, you know, my loons are number two. They're, they're my uh, Western Conference team. So, And I'm going to pick, based whether whether the loons or the crew, the way I'm going to decide who I cheer for is who is at home when they play. <laughs> so that's,
0: That is definitely a rational <laughs> way to decide.
1: <laughs> so I guess I'll pick which jersey to wear. Anyway, so back to the handball thing. Yeah, I, to be honest he cl- he didn't do it deliberately like he was that inept that he if he handled it he didn't do it de- deliberately so i guess from that perspective it it's a good call but i mean the ref was completely
0: inconsistent um he called he called a lot of shoulder to shoulder calls and he called a lot of a crap lot. against us that the refs turned around and did the same exact thing a couple minutes later and nothing was called
1: yeah so i think that that was my biggest beef and then we had a call uh did i let's see in about the seventy-six minute, yeah, we had one of our guys. I think it was Artur. I don't remember for sure now. Got um, got checked in the box with a with a shoulder to mm. shoulder, and he was just like did his get up thing. And you called that all over the field yeah. all night. So you need to call that if that's a foul exactly. in the box. So even though I I personally don't think that was a foul, the fact that you've been He's calling it all night, consistent. you need to call it. So he was a hot mess. Um, I did not use the hashtag any revs when I said that at halftime that somebody's going to get hurt because this ref doesn't have a clue what he's doing and, and revs are being um, being dirty because last time I used the any Revs hashtag was when I said, I'm glad we, we don't have dirty players like J.J., like Jermaine Jones. <laughs> oh, man, I've never received that much hate in my entire life on Twitter. So I yeah, I was like, I'm not using the hashtag. I don't want to upset everybody. So.
0: They're a particular weird fan base.
1: Yeah. So now that I've got the referee out of my system, like, please don't come back. You know, take some time off. Have your little
0: debrief on Wednesday. Would you rather have him back as ref or Corey Parker as AR? Well, I think Corey Parker's at least learned
1: from his mistakes. No, he has
0: never. He's never going to let it down.
1: Yeah. Well, he's been to Mafrey a couple times, but just I always know. on the other side. He's I never know. been. He's never led him back
0: over to Nordic. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so that's kind of a fun thing I was going to mention too is that we kicked off again, and for those superstitious people, we seem to be do be- do better when we kick off towards Nordeka in the first half. So we must be losing all the coin tosses because I-, I don't think. Do you think that they're picking to go that direction?
0: I honestly don't know. I I mean, it is nice to attack uh, going towards the Nordek for the opening half, just because you know get you going for the game. It's yeah. a nice adrenaline boost. I personally would always choose to attack the second half but that's the way i always felt but too I don't but know.
1: but but from that perspective i guess we'll find out what the coin toss wins in the future because it seems to be i think the standard idea is that you want to attack your fans second half but we've been winning attacking the fans the first half
0: will but, if you're listening to this i know you are um just go ahead and reply to us and tell us what, what's going on here
1: yeah just slide in those dms and let us know what's going on um so, yeah, when they have the rule change next year and all that. And by the way, speaking of Nordic, like I know there's been a debate for years on how to pronounce it. Um, I noticed that the stadium announcer called it Nordec. So I wonder if that's just going to be the new official way to,
0: to say it. That's would how you? I say it. I just say Nordec. So you say it wrong? Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't say nordec <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's true. Well, I don't sit there, so I feel like I don't really have a right to say it one way or the other. But um, But I just would like it there to be an official stance just like hashtag crew 96 is the official hashtag so a few people out there using crew sc nobody's seeing what you have to say so stop that (laughs) all right moving on to the goal um williams was doing his best sour impression and i mean it was like an identical goal except it wasn't off of a corner yeah but you know people service is only good play of the game went to (laughs) went to uh, williams who did the whole the same like I'm not going to flick my head. I'm just going to rise up. Yeah. And he literally just, just stood deflected there, deflected in,
0: let it hit right off the back of his head and it got the perfect angle. Uh, goalkeeper wasn't able to get to it. It was amazing. It was, it was, it was pretty fun to watch in real time too. Um, we did have a couple other chances also um, earlier in the game. Uh, there was a nice run from Pedro. He chipped it over the defender. People got to the ball and he got it around the goalkeeper, but right as he was taking his shot, one of the other defenders came in and cleared the ball out of the way. Um, honestly, that was great from that defender. I don't know who it was. Um, I don't remember which player it was, but that that could have been an amazing EYing goal. I think it would have been probably top five all time if it would have gone in, but um, props to the defender on that one.
1: Yeah, there was about three times where New Re- the Revs did it and one time where people, they just basically hit it sideways. I was like, that's how I would hit yeah. score, shoot if I scored, but...
0: And uh, Robinho, he had a nice chance Rubino. also. With um, he had a header, just went wide. Um, I really wish he would have got that. He needs a goal, not not because he's being rushed. I just want him to have that momentum and you know get a goal under his belt, get that stress relief off, and just play.
1: I definitely agree with that. I think that he had a solid game, and then I want him. I want him to get a goal again, not because we think he's doing poor or he's not making the score sheet because he's got a couple assists, but. Um, but I think it even improve his game because he's one of those guys. I remember the first time he started, I was like, "Oh, he's shaky." But he's impressed. He's increased every single game, and honestly, that's all I can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he, so that's the next way he can increase is by scoring a goal.
0: Yeah, and then um, there was one other, I, I guess, big chance if you want to call it, uh, from Zardes. He got a ball served into him. Uh, he did make connection. Got his head onto it. But just put it wide. This game, um, yeah, I, I do remember that one. I didn't think he had a, a very good game at all. I think he was b- below what we've seen in previous games.
1: Yeah, I think that's true about Zardes too. But also, I feel like he wasn't getting service this game either. Yeah. So he's kind of on an island, and whether that's his doing or the team's doing, I really couldn't figure it out. But yeah, he wasn't. He, he if he'd have put that away, I would have felt better about it.
0: I feel like yesterday he was playing more of a striker role from what we saw last year. Um, as as um, He wasn't coming back, you know, helping out midfield like he has been the past couple games. I felt like he he just stayed forward a little bit. He did
1: kind of stay forward and he seemed to be on his own quite a bit. And then, um, but I just thought of something since if Jimenez was hurt, I guess Zardas could play right back. Because isn't that what Bruce Arena was saying?
0: Yep. Let's let's put Zardas back there. (laughs)
1: Let's put the tall guy. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Um, substitutes they didn't really make
0: any difference but uh yeah all of ours came late we had our first sub on was uh justin came on for robinho in the 78th um again i I just don't think robinho is fit enough to play a full 90 um at this point um he he just looks a little sluggish there and getting tired um yeah and i don't
1: mind the idea honestly um i I am still of the opinion that Miriam is not a starter, especially now, and he's not a 90-minute player. I'm going to post the idea of having him come on as um, super subs kind of – that phrase gets thrown around a lot, and, but I don't think any player in the world so, wants to be associated as a super sub, but right. it would be nice to have the fresh legs um, in the 70th. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he made zero impact. I and it was only 10 minutes, but he made no impact. And referee. He had white tape around his socks, and – the Revs were wearing white socks. He was out of uniform. You didn't even tell him to. Uh, anyways, that's, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. Like, It just shows how inept they were. <laughs> I'd never heard of that fourth official either. I have no idea what his name was.
0: Who knows? Anyway, back Anywho. to the subs. Yeah. Um, we did make all three subs. Um, second substitution, uh, Nico Hansen came on for the first time this year. Um, he came on for Pedro. Um, and then our last substitution was just an extra time just to kill off the game. Uh, 92nd minute. Uh, Ricardo Clark came on for Federico Iwain.
1: Yeah, and that was just a time-wasting sub there. Yeah. So, um, um, the rev subs, the, my favorite sub was Salcedo came on for Salcedo in the 69th minute. That was pretty exciting. I nice. Like that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but other than that, who cares? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> about, about the rev subs. I, again, I just didn't really care for our bench. Like the players that should have come off. I would have honestly rather seen E. come off earlier in that game. Agreed. If we had someone that could play in his position, um, which is why I would love to see Sosa on the bench. I think he played that role a couple times last year and impressed me. I, I would like to see him get more minutes.
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people think I hate on Pipa, and I don't, I mean, he's, old but he's also my age <laughs> but um but that was a big thing he was definitely sluggish this game mm-hmm. it's the sixth game of the season he kind of sort of had that nasty challenge against him which you know yeah he had a couple started he had a couple
0: nasty challenges could like have been one freaking flipped him off i think that was the second yellow for that player yeah. i think it should have been it could have been a straight red it, yeah, i agree it could have been a straight red if he hadn't already had yellow
1: yeah and so that challenge alone and he kind of was hobbling around but he, you could tell he really, really, really wanted to score. And yeah. to me, just rest. Get off the field. We're winning one nothing. Let's just rest. So I, I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but it looked like he was the one who was like, no, I don't want to be subbed off. But, yeah. but I thought, because um, then he'll be, let's see, we're in Montreal. I don't remember if they have, Do you? you what stadium are you going to? Do you know?
0: Um, not the Olympic Stadium, the other one. I forget And that what one that has real
1: it. grass, right? Or am I having it
0: backwards? Uh, I honestly don't know.
1: Okay, so uh, I think Olympic
0: Olympic Stadium, I think is the
1: the fake turf. But I mean, that's another thing. He's older, his joints. You know, we playing on the turf and stuff. But
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, I I still think Pepe is the best player in Crew franchise history. But this year, he hasn't impressed me at all. That's a hot. That's a scorching hot take there. Yeah. Would. He hasn't won MLS Cup like GBS. And that doesn't matter. He's still a He also player. isn't a
1: turncoat trader who went to the LA Galaxy like
0: <laughs> GBS. <so>. Also facts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I I just really want to see more from Iguain. I think this may be his last year, um, so I just go out with a bang. Let's, yeah, let's win I something. I, he definitely is a player that deserves to win something in a crew jersey because he's put in a lot for this club. He's been our best player for a couple years um so it's time it's time for him to get some kind kind of silverware the US open cup
1: okay yeah put a pin in that because I'll ask you that at the end thoughts on that US Open cup um but a couple discipline things again that Masian guy however you say his name he got his first yellow for a horrible challenge in the ninth minute and then that was important later because he got booked again in the 64th John Mensa he got booked for it was a bookable offense but it was yeah, it was just kind of, the whole play was kind of odd because it started with what should have been a foul on a revs player and then kind of led to Mensa getting booked. But this is the sixth game. That's his third booking. He's two away from a suspension. So um, at least Trap stopped getting booked. So um, And Pedro. Yeah. Oh, tra- oh, wait, does Mensa? oh, was it
0: Sanch and um, Trap was- they had two? Yeah.
1: I thought Mensa had two.
0: I think that was Mensa's first card if I'm not Oh, aware.
1: okay. So I take it back. I think you're right then because I knew two players got booked. You're right, it was Sanch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do great
1: show prep on this show. But uh, <laughs> then, anyways, so Mensa, that's all right. You're right. You are not in peril. Um, Sanch and Trap, thanks for cooling it. <laughs> um, and then Agaduello gets booked in stoppage time in the first half, and then Pippa gets a booking. Hey, it was for actually for a foul, though. It wasn't for descent or kicking the ball <laughs> or anything like that. Right. So that's good. <laughs> That'll okay. help the stats out. And I have a few random thoughts on the game. We already talked about attacking sides. Um I was really disappointed. It took us eight minutes because I timed it. I kept looking at the clock. I'm like, when are we going to attack? It took us eight minutes to get the ball in the attacking half, and that's when I wrote down, man, maybe we should not be attacking Nordic in the first half.
0: Yeah, the whole first 10 minutes was just trash, honestly. like We did good defensively, but we couldn't hook any passes uh, together in the midfield. Our attack was nowhere to be seen. It was was bad. Yeah, and then the first...
1: um, the first time the ball I believe that went in attacking half was actually a back pass from the revs, and like and we didn't even run after it <laughs> right, yeah, um, so, so that was one thought that I had,
0: and then there was that one uh just to bring up something else that uh last I don't want to say it was the last uh revs attack, but it was in the eighty eighth minute it was like their last real attack in the box. Hector just like chested it to Zach and it just fell like down you you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh my gosh, I I was freaking out.
1: But didn't um Stephen pick it up though?
0: Yeah, but like yeah. there was a diff or there was a um a revs attacker coming right behind Hector. Hector just oh. like tapped it with his chest to Zach. I it, it made me sweat.
1: I don't remember being nervous on that one. I I do remember. I thought, oh, well, that was smooth because you know you you the goalkeeper's allowed to pick it up with a yeah. non-kicked ball, huh? I don't remember being too stressed out on that one.
0: I think it was just the angle that I was sitting. 'Cause we were like right on the the goal line. Oh. So that.
1: Yeah, there was one towards the end of the game where I don't even know if Stefan even saved it, but um that I don't think it was the same play, but there was a clearance where uh I think it was off a short corner. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was right towards the end where they um where the ball fell in the box and somehow it got cleared, but I don't think it was actually Stefan who actually touched it, but it was it was I was just happy it got
0: cleared. Yeah, but overall we won we got the three points we're sitting comfortable at the top of the table so top of the east yeah top of the east yeah but
1: third place overall is not bad either no i do say so myself
0: but yeah um i like what we're seeing so far this season they've exceeded my expectations already Um, and
1: we're playing with borrowed money you know yeah so
0: yeah and um i'm really excited to see what we're going to be doing within the next couple weeks going into summer uh, leading up to the transfer window i think there are a couple key positions that we need to be focusing our attention on. So I'm excited for for what's coming up. Yeah, and it is April, so I'm hoping that the the salaries come out, and
1: then once the transfer window gets closer, we'll start talking about rumors. Because one of the rumors that was coming today is Ian Robin to Toronto.
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: which would be really really nasty. Let's if that let happens. that happen. <laughs> but that's okay because he's not a player I want on my team no not at all <laughs> so uh, a couple quick thoughts before we grade the players too um i'm not one to to scream at to like screaming at the officials but when francis got obliterated and quarter in his suit <laughs> jumps up and just screams at the ar and i was just thinking i don't think i've ever seen burhalter talk to a referee like other than hey how was your
0: day that's because caleb can we is talk insane. about those
1: fouls and can we talk about how maybe maybe we should be calling more fouls and maybe we should be protecting our guys but he was in the and i thought oh this is actually before the red card i thought oh well caleb's gonna get sent off tonight <laughs> because he was just like letting air have it so so i, like I don't want to see that all the time but i do like the passion i do yeah. like the passion and, and and at least wanting it um wanting that to be good. And then the last thing I'll say before moving on is that Anibaba is a piece of crap. He was screaming at the ball kid in front of us, like screaming, like, hey, 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 hey. Like, okay, this is a teenage kid, like relax. And it wasn't even him who was getting the ball. It was somebody else getting the ball. So for a while, every time Anibaba touched the ball, our whole section was like, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) So I, I'm proud of my section. I'm proud of 105. Thank you so much for giving that guy a hard time. Ball kid, I know you're listening because we've got thousands (laughs) of people listening to this. You did a great job. Um, Maybe it could have been a little faster when the crew had the ball, but if you held it up when the revs needed it, I don't care. You can do that. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much the end.
0: Starting 11.
1: And so this is the segment where we rate the players and give them grades. So... Um, In no particular order, just based on what's in my notes, we'll start with Zardes. Um, Honestly, I thought he had a nice hustle this game, got himself in good spots, but like we already talked about, he was kind of on an island. Can't figure out whether it was gameplay his fault, the lack of service, so um, I'm giving him just an average 7.
0: For Jesse, I gave him a 6. I didn't really see anything that stood out. Um, He did have the big miss with his... uh, He missed the header that could have put us up 2-0, but I mean... It was just an average game from Jossie. Yeah.
1: It is average six or seven? Average six. Oh, to six? Yeah. Okay, so I still give him a seven. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Robinho. Um, again, we already talked about how I believe he's improved. Um, he was quick. I like the speedy quickness because um, um, the best right winger in crew history was very, very fast, almost like Roadrunner or the Flash Fast in I miss him, and we should bring him back. But anyways, uh, Robinho, I saw sparks of creativity, sparks of fastness. Um, I gave him 8.5, and the reason I didn't give him a 9 is because he didn't score, and I want to be able to give him increased ratings as time goes on, and hopefully he scores soon.
0: Uh Yeah, for Robinho, I give him an 8. Um, I think he had the best game that he's uh, he's played with the crew so far. It's only been, what, two and a half games, but... Has it Isn't this his fourth start?
1: I thought this was his fourth start. Either Maybe way. it's third.
0: Somewhere in that range. Anyway, this was his best game so far. Um, I was very impressed with everything that he did. Um, couldn't get an assist. Didn't get a goal. Had a couple good chances. Um, really good passing. Uh, good keeping the ball. And tight spaces. Um, I, I thought he was our best attacking player yesterday.
1: Agreed. And so, Pedro Sanch, um, this guy was getting hacked Left and right. If you, he may go down easy sometimes. He (laughs) may go down easy sometimes, but you watch this game because when I tweeted at halftime about the referee, I got some flack saying, "Well, he's not buying dives." And I don't know if that was an anti sanch comment or not, but this guy was getting hacked. I'm talking like they were trying to. It's almost like he was messy. I'm not saying he's (laughs) as good as messy, but you watch. That's what inferior teams do to good players: is they. Hack him down,
0: yeah and um, he he was definitely taking and beating yesterday. I didn't see any flops or dives from him that weren't because he was getting pushed to the ground. I thought he he was great yesterday.
1: I saw a couple uh where they hands to the chest where he just you know dove back a little bit, but there was still contact, so I wasn't too offended by that but but time that he got kicked or tripped there was there was no diving there, so he gets an eight from me, even though he didn't score assist. I just thought he was making the effort.
0: Yeah, I gave him an 8 as well. I think he had a good game. Um, I'm loving what we're seeing from him this year. Uh, Caleb is definitely bringing out the best in him. Um, I've always loved Pedro. Hashtag never doubted. Never doubted. Never, ever doubted.
1: Never doubted. (laughs) So moving on to Peep, I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one. Maybe not. But I know he got an assist. But I just thought this was overall a bad game for him. Um, Part of it, I think, was selfishness. And again, when we talk about playmakers and uh, strikers. I know he's not a striker, but selfishness isn't necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes you have to think about the team a little bit, and I think he should have at least tried to be taken off there. Um, I just thought overall he had really bad passes. He had a, a few long balls that he was able to successfully do during the slip and slide game, but um, but overall he wasn't that effective in my opinion. So I gave him a six and a half, which I feel like is generous.
0: Um, I gave him a six. And the only reason he got a six and not a five was because of the assist. I think this was his worst game this year so far. We, I already mentioned earlier that he's not doing very well this season. Um, I, I hate saying that because he's my favorite player. I'm yeah. currently wearing a Iguain jersey, um, but Fredrico Iguain. <laughs> but yeah, I just I w- want to see more from him. Um, I'm not sure if he's just not fully comfortable with caleb yet and uh pushing as hard as he as he is up the field and as fast as he is but um whatever it is we need to find out a way to get all that we can from iguain while we still have him
1: right and moving on to trap i was actually thought that the midfield uh the holding midfield at least i felt it was like is pretty solid um they did pretty well. I know that I've given Trap a lot of flack, but he seems to be criticism proof in the crew world. Um, that he anything that happens that he does bad is either like written off, someone or, else's fault, right? Or it's oh well, that's okay. Um, but I actually thought he had a good game because there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh man, horrible pass or what are you doing? But so I gave him an eight.
0: Yeah, um, I think Will was our best midfielder yesterday. Uh, I gave him an eight as well. Uh, definitely his best game this year under Caleb. Um, I think he's getting more comfortable with Caleb's style of play, and that's definitely good to see.
1: All right, and then moving on to Artur, um, again in the holding mid. Um, the only reason he doesn't score as high as Trap my game of 7.5 is because there was an offensive chest that he just completely wasted. Um, it was one of those where I can't remember if he's one-on-one or if he had another player, but um but it was something that I feel like he had either had an open goal or opportunity to score, and then he ended up squandering it um, by by delaying his reaction.
0: Yeah, for Artur, I just gave him a straight seven. Um, it, it was just an average game, but he still played well, um, putting good passes. Uh, he got forward quite a bit. So, I mean, nothing really stuck out, just average.
1: All right, Waylon Francis. Um, I seen, it seemed like most of the attacking was going up the left side. So he didn't really seem to be needed as much, I guess. I don't know if that's accurate, but, um, he didn't stand out to me in a negative way, but when he did have the ball, he did seem to do well. And he, um, took the ball off a lot of Rev's players. So I thought he had a pretty solid game. I know we've been kind of down on him at
0: the beginning of the season, but I gave him a seven, uh, for Waylon. I gave him an eight. I thought he had a really good game yesterday as did uh, the rest of the defense, um, I was impressed and got the clean sheet, so thumbs up. All right, Josh Williams.
1: Um, he's an interesting one because he got the goal, but, man, he made me nervous the whole night. He was a clear downgrade from Saro, mm-hmm. Um even though he was trying. Um, he was trying.
0: We're definitely not watching the Cincinnati and SKC game, and SKC definitely did not just score.
1: Yeah, and we're definitely not cheering for I'm definitely not them.
0: fist-pumping right now. <laughs> Anyway, um, but just you know,
1: Just sir. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, so Williams, he made me very nervous. Um, he did make one really, really great save at the very beginning of the game when the Revs could have started against us or could have started the goal scoring. Um, so for that reason. And that reason alone, he actually gets a seven, but I do think it's generous, and that's because he's the goal scorer and that he got that great save at the beginning.
0: Yeah, honestly, I gave him a seven as well. I thought he was our worst defender. Um, I say that lightly because he still played a pretty good game. Um, definitely not up to Sorrow's level. Um, I I don't, again, I don't know the reason why Josh started in his place, but um, I guess that'll just be something that Caleb needs to be asked. Um Yeah, actually,
1: that's a good question. Did anybody ask? Um, Hopefully in the future we'll bring you some sound clips um, when yours truly has more time. But um, I did not watch the postgame this time. Did Caleb say anything about about, uh, Um, Sarah
0: Williams' decision? I honestly didn't watch any of the interviews either. Um, I, I haven't heard anything or saw anything. Patrick Gildan tweeted that it was a, quote, hot coach,
1: that Caleb is a hot coach, which I'm guessing means that he'll just switch players Um, on and off but um, I'm not sure whether
0: I mean yeah I guess he just gave Josh the nod because he did play well against Atlanta Um, so I mean if it's not if it's not broken no need to fix it but anyway um, yeah Josh seven he he had the goal uh, game-winning goal but just defensively I don't think he was all that great Um, just an average performance from Josh defensive wise but he did get the goal so bumps him up a little bit
1: all right, moving on to Jimenez. I did, I've never actually told this story in the podcast, but years ago, probably 2015, um, oh, he was over here at the Walmart on Morse Road. Um, and it was actually supposed to be Ethan Finley, but he that's whatever year he got called up to the All-Star Game, he ended up not being able to come. And Jimenez was there, so I stopped by, and uh, there was a guy giving him a hard time, uh, saying, how many goals you got? Have you scored a lot of goals? And I was like, defenders don't need a score and Hector went out of his way. He, like, grabbed everything on the table. He's like, you want an autograph? You want, you want a picture? He's like, yeah, so, yeah like, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, so, like, the guy who was talking clearly, I mean, I don't think he had a clue about soccer. It's that typical American question, how many goals do you have, and how all the kids want to be strikers, nobody wants to be defenders. So, so anyway, so I think he's pretty cool, and it's pretty nice to, um, and I like him, so any criticism of him is as a soccer player, not as a human being, just to put that out there, but he had an excellent game. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed actually watching him this game, because mm-hmm. I remember when he and Finley played, I thought that they did really well together. Um, and then I thought, I thought there was a dr- drop-off after we got like Awful and um, Gonzalez and all those guys kind of came through. I thought there was a drop-off, but he, and I've said that he's not really a starter, but he really, I think he really rose to the occasion this game. I did have that heart palpitation when he was potentially injured. Um, yeah. So um, good on him. Um, Jimenez will get an 8.5 from me.
0: Um, I gave Hector a nine. I thought he was our best defender yesterday. Um, honestly, I I would have had him in my top four yesterday for man of the match. Um, I think he he played an excellent game. I'm really really impressed with everything that I've seen from him so far this year. Um, he hasn't seen too many minutes before this in the last game, but hey, he he is putting out great performances with all the minutes that he's given um, and. I'm I'm very impressed. Hopefully he can keep that up within the next weeks while we have Harry out. And um, who knows what will happen once Harry is fo- uh, fully fit.
1: All right. So moving on to the other center back, Mr. Mensah. Um, he got another shutout. Didn't make me nervous. There was one time, I guess, where he almost scored an own goal. But he also almost scored a goal on the other end. So... I thought he was all over the place, not in a negative way. Like, he was all over the pitch and, like, where he needed to be. So um, he got an 8 from me.
0: Um, I I give him an 8.5. I think he had a very good defensive game. Uh, Did have that chance. He actually did put it on goal. Uh, The defender was just clear, or he was standing right on the line and cleared it off the line. So, I mean, he did his job. He beat the goalkeeper, just couldn't get it around the defender. But he's a center back, and it was going off of his head. So (laughs) can't really complain there too much. But, uh, yeah, I think... Again, Jonathan Mensa, he's our best center back that we have. He's top X amount of center backs in MLS. Um, I I really really like what what he's been doing for the for this season and for for the whole time he's been here.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and with Zach Steffen, I've like it's hard to say. So I know that I said a couple weeks ago that Bendik, it was not his fault that the goals were scored but his Superman saves like that. No human being should save some of the saves that he makes. He yeah. had another one of those, this game. Like, where did that come from? Um, I know they only had two shots on goal. Uh, sh- I guess shots on target. It's called in soccer, I guess. But, uh, but Zach, Steffen. I don't know what we're going to do without him. And no disrespect to Bendik. Again, I don't think the goals are his fault, but we need, we need to have a big signing and goalkeeper to even come close to what we have back there between the sticks right now. Um, but um, he got the shutout. Um, he did have a killer save. There was an 11th minute. It's another thing I haven't had a chance to rewatch, but it looked like just a great, I don't know if you call it a tackle, but where he grabbed the ball and the defender went flipping. I thought, oh, oh yeah. man, if he would have conceded a penalty there, um, that would not have been good. But he did not concede a penalty. Because so he's the
0: GOAT. That's right. So he gets a nine from me. Um, I gave Zach a 10 just because uh, man of the match. Um, got a shout out again. He's, there's really nothing else to say. He's just the best goalkeeper that we've ever had and best goalkeeper in America. So That's really
1: disrespectful to Steve Clark. <laughs> Jeez,
0: don't don't get me started. All right.
1: <laughs> righty. And so now you have all the information on how great the players or how poor the players were. Yeah. Hydration Break, Crew in the News. Here, we don't have a whole, not, a whole lot in this section today um, where we talk about the crew um, players being loaned out and or news because we already talked about Awful. He's out, unfortunately, four to six weeks with a broken jaw, which does not sound pleasant. Yeah. Um, and that, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is even um, can you exercise with a broken jaw being wired shut? Like, will he be fit enough to, to run? 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, have,
0: I have no idea what kind of rehab or whatever he's going to have to go through.
1: Yeah. So one thing I don't know is that four to six weeks is that before his jaw gets unwired or if that's when he's match
0: fit ready to go. But anyway, um, the, the four to six weeks is like for him to get cleared to start training again. So get started training. it might even be longer than six weeks before we see him actually out playing for the crew.
1: Uh, this might be a controversial opinion but he has been one of the worst players this season for the crew. So um he's not had a great season but maybe he'll come back ready to go. Um and then there were a couple guys Indy 11 is on break um until 415 and April 15th so we'll check up on our buddy Cronali then. It still cracks me up. I mean Roe this is not really crew news, but Roe's got you know the Seattle skyline tattoo but mm-hmm. why has he never played for Seattle like now he's playing for Kansas City I feel kind of sorry for the guy but I've never cared for him I feel like he's smug and annoying <laughs> but anywho that has nothing to do with anything um, Opoku was on the bench for Birmingham Legion um, welcome to American soccer um, that was delayed in the 16th game and ultimately postponed I don't know anything about USL rules and whether they have to have the same lineup for the um, postponed version of the game but um, check him out what was it postponed for uh, weather oh yeah lightning delay um, and then in the Pittsburgh Riverhounds of the USL, um, Guard started and got the shutout. And the Riverhounds beat Louisville City 1-0. So, anybody else? You mentioned a few players every now and then that are in um, different portions of various soccer leagues in the US. Anybody else to talk about?
0: Uh, Crew-related, just something to note. Um, Abubakar Keda, he's in Columbus just trying to get healthy. He uh, had a hamstring injury, I want to say, uh, when he was with the... Youth national team, but um, yeah, he's he is playing with Richmond Kickers, or he's with the team. um, But he's in Columbus currently, trying to get better in match fit. So, other than him, I don't think that there's any other crew-related topics for players outside of Columbus. All right, sounds good. Listener questions at halftime.
1: all right, you know to use that hashtag #AskP4C or tweet at Podcast4Cbus or at me, Toddrik33 or at Coda. And we only have a, so far one question. I don't know if anybody else has asked any questions, but uh, I've only seen the one. But uh, Jesse Porter11 asked, "What are your thoughts on alternate kits for the crew? Clubs like Chelsea or most European teams have done non-color clubs such as black, orange, or even green. Are clubs kits too classic for something like this? Is there a color you'd like to see?" Uh, That is a very, very, I don't know if you wanted like a five minute discussion on that. We talk about this all the time privately. So it is kind of funny that you asked that because it's it's a frustration. I wish we could do it. Um, There is some sense of being able to, I believe Seattle had one. I couldn't find any evidence of that online, but I think Seattle had one, had a third jersey. And the reason that more don't is because of sales. You have to hit a certain number of sales. Well, MLS is in a contract with Adidas until 2026. So we've got, and you've seen the complaints over the last couple of years about how Adidas just kind of drops the ball when it comes to MLS jerseys. Um, And they they have a new rule. Well, I don't know if it's new, but they have a rule where they only permit one jersey release per year. So what ends up happening is that's why this year you saw tons of white, boring jerseys because that's just what was released this year. So it's really a money thing. Um, my favorite, I think the team that has the best third jerseys is real Madrid. For whatever reason, they Mm-mm. always get amazing. Mm-mm. Like pink, purple. No. Uh, what you call it? Um, no, absolutely. Uh, teal. They have that teal. Like then they have that like dragon Jersey. They have amazing third jerseys. So if we could do something like that, that would be awesome. Um, I do know that this year, Seattle has a black kit with pink highlights, which is amazing. I mean, that's a beautiful Jersey. Um, so that's kind of, sort of, but it's their secondary kit. It's not actually a third kit. It's they have two kits to work, to choose from. But if more teams are able to do that, I mean, it'd be perfect branding for Dr. Edwards or you know the Haslams to go out and buy and <laughs> to go out and buy um, like you know Victoria's Secret rights or L brand rights or something and have a pink jersey or anything like that. I always thought a pink jersey would be sweet. But if we did this, probably is not the answer you want to hear. But if we did a third jersey, if it wasn't something like bright pink or bright purple or something, I think like the four Columbus kit was like a perfect example of what should be a third kit, not a second. That light blue, you mean? Yeah, like well, the whole Columbus, the whole idea that they, <laughs> the whole kit was trash. The light <laughs> blue was nice. <laughs> I liked, I liked the kit. Um, <laughs> it's not the favorite I've ever had, and we need to be yellow. But that's, I think that, to be honest. I wish we could have seen, and like, we can't do it now, we can't go back in time, but I wish I would have seen how much fans would have hated it if if it was actually a third kit. But the fact that that was our primary kit and we didn't have a yellow one that year, I think that's the reason there was so much hate and our outrage toward, towards it. I think there but was we a had lot a black, of hate
0: because it was disgusting.
1: If we had a black, a yellow, and that for Columbus kit, I think that that would be pretty cool, to be honest. So,
0: Yeah, honestly, if we ever do get a third kit, I don't know what color I would want. Definitely don't want green, uh, for obvious reasons. Definitely don't want orange or blue for other obvious reasons. What's
1: the obvious green reason? Because that's the color of the field.
0: Um, Austin.
1: Oh, they're <laughs> never gonna get a team. Why are we even t- worried about that? <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, um, yeah. I thought maybe Portland. You know, but we got Caleb Porter. So yeah. I guess the only color that I would like to see, I I, I would really like to have a white kit that's not boring and puts you to sleep. I want a white kit with, like, color accents somewhere. I don't know. And then um, I saw a couple other people talking about a brown kit because the Cleveland Browns.
1: Oh. oh. I suppose brown and
0: orange would look pretty cool. No. No orange.
1: (laughs) Blue orange? I got to say, though, just to be honest, like this, I I know they're getting a lot of grief for their the Cincinnati's getting grief for their template jersey that's not even like authentic jersey but I like it and I love those orange shorts and orange socks that they're wearing today. I love that nasty. combo. That orange. blue orange combo. It's like tangy orange. Man. Orange nice. is the worst color. It was like when I was in Flint. It was Powers, Powers High School was um, orange with blue orange. So I yeah. think it's cool. It's a no for me. <laughs> so anyways, there's your five minute discussion on that question. So I'm hoping that you know, people are willing to continue to ask questions, and then if um, anyone
0: is listening to this, please ask us a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> please, we're begging you. Um, we still hope one of these days, if we get another good game um, at, at like a two o'clock or seven o'clock or away game, that we don't actually travel travel to. I said two o'clock or seven; I meant like two or three o'clock. But if we don't actually travel to it to do like a live discussion about the game, that'd be pretty fun. So we'll see what happens. So, anyways, remember to use that hashtag. <laughs>
0: I don't know how intelligent my takes would be during the game because I'm pretty out there. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you should see how angry he gets. I'm very and... intense during games. Oh, he, yeah. You're so intense. So intense. Especially when we're losing. You get so intense. <laughs> yeah. And you're so talkative when we lose. <laughs> so, anyways, don't <laughs> forget to use the hashtag AskP4C. Final whistle. All right. So... This is a segment where we discuss the upcoming match. Um, the next match we play is this Saturday versus Montreal on the road at 1 p.m., and we are sending our correspondent, Coda Stewart, out there. Um, we have to use up all our budget. Just kidding. We don't have a budget. Uh, so he'll be at that game, and then just as a programming note, the following week is Easter, so we're going to try to put out some sort of uh, – the 23rd conversation sometimes before Easter, sometime before Easter, but we might have like a whack schedule the next couple of weeks, but don't think that we're disappearing again because we will be here. Um, We will commit. Um, So a little bit of a stats update. Crew sit atop the East for real now with 13 points and a plus three goal differential. It's very weird to be talking about a positive goal differential for the crew. I I like it. I like it. Especially early. And Montreal have seven points, our seventh place, and have a negative four goal differential.
0: Differential. Which is kind of misleading because it's only because of that one game where they conceded seven.
1: It's not misleading then, is it? Because they sucked that game, and we yeah, can they do were it terrible again. that
0: game. But they're still a respectable team, I think.
1: All right. Well, that's a fair point. They have been in the past, but I was. I'm hoping that we can just run over them. Please. Um, a Rudy received a red card yesterday, but Montreal has a game against DC on Tuesday, so it's not likely this will impact the game. It wasn't a violent conduct red card. It was just basically a bad tackle, so I don't think, I don't think it'll be um, any additional suspension. Um, so we'll probably see a Rudy. What about Piotti? Um, he's Argentinian. You have inside I knowledge
0: about him. I tried looking up things on him, but I couldn't find anything when he will be back. Um, I guess we might find out a little bit more on Tuesday and their preview versus DC. Um I really hope he doesn't play against Columbus because yeah. they're not very good with without Piotti. And um when and he's they good against Piotti, us. <laughs> yeah, he, he is very good against us. But um anyway, no updates on Piotti. I hope he's out and I hope we score seven goals. Um just looking back uh past couple years, uh we played Montreal two times last year. First meeting was March tenth, where Columbus beat Montreal three to two in Columbus, and then our second meeting was October the sixth, where Montreal beat Columbus three 0 in Montreal. Uh, two thousand seventeen, we met them two times also. First meeting was May thirteenth, uh, Columbus won that game in Montreal two to three. Uh, yeah, 3-2. to two. And um, that was the one where Miriam scored the hat-trick. Am I, am I correct? Yes. I think we were
1: down to nothing, and he scored a hat-trick, I believe. Yes, and is. so that's why maybe maybe Miriam will come back that game. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Give me Rubinho. No, I um, agree. The second maiden in 2017 was June 25th. Uh, Columbus won that game 4-1 to one in Columbus. So um past two years, we've only lost to Montreal once. Um they seem to be a team that's always pretty even with us when we play. Um, the, I don't know. I, I really liked going up against them in the playoffs. We, we had a good result against them in 2015. Um But anyway, all-time uh, record crew has 10 wins overall, three draws, and seven losses. So we do have a positive record against the impact. Hopefully we can add to that win column with 11, um, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, and so um, I did want to talk about predicted lineups, and in terms of, it's kind of hard to do. I think for the crew, it's easier because we always play the four-two-three-one. Yeah. But um, but I joked about it. But with Miriam Rubino, do you think that Rubino is back? I mean, Rubino starts again.
0: Honestly, yeah, I yeah. I would not I sit too. Rubino until he has a reason to sit until
1: he scores an own goal or does something stupid like get a red card or something pa- like that.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. The past two games, he's been great. Um, you don't you don't want to bench a player that's having that good of performances.
1: Agreed. Um, and what about Sorrow? Do you think that Sorrow Williams gets the start?
0: I I hope it's Sorrow. Um, but honestly, I don't know. Um, I'll keep an eye on that this week and see if anything else pops up, any sound bites or whatever. But um, at this point, it's it's unknown. I really want to see Sorrow because I think he's a better defender. But if Caleb is just gonna write out this. Josh wave that's coming in, then I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out.
1: All right. So based on everything we talked about, I'm actually feeling uh, pretty good about this game. Um, So if you want to do score predictions, um, I will let you go first this time because last time, again, we don't discuss this ahead of time, but um, we had the exact same one last time.
0: All right. So this week it's Montreal's first home game of the season of they've been playing away up until now. I guess just because it's freezing in Montreal. But anyway, um, it's their home opener. I I think Montreal is going to come out and really, really try to win this game. Um, obviously, you try to win every game, but I think uh, Crew is going to have a little trouble with them, depending on whether or not Piotti is in the lineup. Um, but regardless of if Piotti is in there or not, I still think Crew win 2-1. to one.
1: Oh, bold choice, predicting Crew to win. I'm impressed. I know.
0: I was going back and forth. I was like, do I pick crew to win or do I pick crew to win? Yeah, this is a hard
1: one for me because, like you said, Montreal has been a big opponent in the past. Um, For me, I think that their goal differential, in my opinion, it's not. I mean, I know they had the one bad game, but I guess it's possible that it would happen again. But the fact that we're so defensively strong, um, I was thinking that we would potentially win. Um, with a low-scoring game, kind of like we've been doing, one or two nothing. But also, when you add the element that you just said about them being their first home game, and kind of you know,
0: and Montreal always scores against us. Yeah, but...
1: and they're always really good against us. And I, so I don't think we'll be able to clean, keep a clean sheet against them. So I'm actually going to do a cop out, and I'm going to go for a one-one draw on the road. Ooh! So I hope we win. Yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. Hope you win that game too. Um, especially since you're there. Um, I don't have a very good. I don't have a very good. Um, track record away on noron tour i think i have one
0: noron tour win ever so uh just off the top of my head i think i went to nyc in 2015 we won that oh you hate to see it i went you hate to see the referees flag up oh you just hate to see it we're definitely not watching any soccer games right now and i definitely didn't throw my pen five seconds ago either (laughs) but yeah anyway the um I guess I have a decent away record. Um, I've seen us draw in Chicago. I've seen us lose one time in Chicago. Um, I saw Red Bulls in 2015. We lost that game, but we went on to MLS Cup. So I guess that was good. Um, Anyway, I'm really pumped for this. Um, I've been wanting to go to Montreal for a long time, so...
1: Yeah, I'm pumped that you get to go. Excited. I'm pumped also thinking ahead because I have a uh, business trip in D.C. this week, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do business travel. So I'm probably going to hit the Minnesota game in May. So I'm pretty pumped about that one, too. That stadium looks awesome.
0: Yeah, that's definitely on my list, uh, both D.C. and Minnesota. I would like to visit both of those stadiums.
1: Agreed. So uh, the game last night, we won one Um I predicted a 3 nothing win. So I get one point. Yes. Um, Kota also predicted a 3-0 win. What a copycat. He gets a point. (laughs) Cam predicted a 1-1 draw. He gets no points. Um, So that just means I and Dakota get one point. Um, In last pace, we have Cam who has yet to pick up a point. Um, Maybe if he predicted a win once in a while, you know, maybe. Um, And then I've got two points, and then Dakota has four, which is kind of fascinating because nobody's predicted an actual correct scoreline yet. I know So it's got to happen one of these times It's got to happen And I don't think we ever put a prize on the table either So maybe that's the problem
0: The prize is uh, Wingstop Oh, that's a great prize Our corporate sponsor, Wingstop
1: (laughs) Alright, yeah, so maybe we'll get some predictions right And maybe Wingstop will hear this And send us, you know, 20 bonus to have every time during the podcast That would be wonderful Extra time all right, so let's finish up this podcast talking about things that happened around MLS and other leagues.
0: Um, I honestly didn't watch any other MLS games this weekend.
1: I didn't watch any like th- whole, but I did go through um, the score lines and kind of look through the um, the highlights and things like that. Um, LA Galaxy beat up the Vancouver Whitecaps two to nothing. Um, and one thing that I thought was really amazing was that uh, Felipe Martins was pretty upset that the, his home fans are cheering for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, Um,
0: you don't want to hear that.
1: (laughs) No, and that's you know people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a big superstar. But when you're you're, you, players want to hear your fans cheering for you. Even if
0: Messi came and played against the crew, I would still be cheering against Messi.
1: Yeah, that's why I said I know he couldn't play last year because it was torn ACL. but that's what he even said about Finley. Like we're enemies for ninety minutes. You know that's fine and dandy if you want to come over after the game and say you know clap or whatever. But um, but yeah, if you score a goal, I'm not cheering for you, you're not uh, that's crazy. So um, and then the New York City FC Montreal game this is one we haven't talked about yet um, before, uh, but it was a zero-0 draw. I feel it was I did have that on a little bit, but it was dreadful. New, New York
0: City is so bad this year.
1: They both were so bad, yeah. And so that's why um, I'm thinking potentially that you know we can might be able to get something out of the Montreal game.
0: Dampen their home opener.
1: Yep, and then L A F C stomps D C for nothing,
0: which was pretty crazy because
1: D C has been doing pretty well. But it was nice to allow us to actually top the East um, for real um, with points, not even needing goal differential. Uh, but that was just a crazy scoreline because I mean, all the East scorelines were just really, really helping the crew. Um, Wayne Rooney got a red card for nasty—I mean, a nasty challenge. Um, so
0: L A F C—they terrify me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder I wonder if Wayne will get in it. It won't affect us any, but um, I wonder if he, the Disco would give him additional time off, but probably not because he's Wayne Rooney. Um, TFC tied the fire 2-2. I love when East teams tie. That's wonderful for us. Uh, Minnesota beat the Red Bulls. It's shocking how bad the Red Bulls are this I know. year. Like,
0: I love it. <laughs> it's something that you never see. Both New York teams are trash. and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> give me more of that. I mean, uh, 2-1. Um, I
1: love when the East... Gets points against, uh, I'm sorry, when the West gets points against the East. But um, I also want to point out that Finley started that game. So good job. Did he score? He did not. Not yet. He? he will get there. He'll get there. Um, and then Orlando beat Colorado 4-3. to three. That was a crazy game. That's the only one that I feel like where the East should not have gotten points. But Kamara scored for Colorado right away in the ninth minute. Then Orlando came back up 2-1. to one. And then Colorado came back 3-2. to two. Then Orlando tied it up. And then right in the dying minutes, in the 89th minute, they were awarded a penalty. Um, so Orlando ended up winning, and so all you friend, uh you fans who cry in Orlando about, hey, that's not fair, how the pro referees treat Orlando. There you go, take your penalty, and your three points, and stop complaining.
0: And Orlando is currently above the playoff line, but as uh, as it comes,
1: oh, have they ever made the playoffs? Orlando? They have not. Oh, never. Is that maybe why Don Garber's been ignoring them lately? Probably. And then uh, Philly, unfortunately, also got some points on Dallas when Dallas scored first. Kind of broke my heart, kind of like when Southampton scored first. And then Liverpool ended up winning that game because the referees are blowing the league in favor of Liverpool. Um, I hope that doesn't make us lose a listener, but that's how I feel. Uh, (laughs) uh, Dallas had an interesting lineup, though. So Jesse Gonzalez... Pablo Aranguez and Carlos Grueso were all suspended for violating team policy. I don't think I've ever heard MLS do that before. Well, That's a very, I don't know what it is, but it's very common in Bundesliga for, for teams to suspend players for either not showing up to practice or for um, some sort of insubordination. So I was actually kind of interested to know what happened. But uh, I know in, the, in Premier League last year, I think it was West Ham, a bunch of guys. No, it wasn't West Ham. I think it was west bromwich but a bunch of guys like stole a car or stole a taxi or something like that what the heck <laughs> it was really crazy uh and then the quakes who was like the worst team in the league had zero points they beat the timbers three nothing so the t- i love this league and i hate this league so the timbers must be really 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 bad yeah and
0: we have them that's our next home game awesome so hopefully. and then also
1: kale will be very motivated to keep yeah. their butts so <laughs> I um, hope so. Anyway, did he quit or did they fire him? I'm trying to remember if he left on his terms. Yeah, no, he,
0: he just quit. He wanted to take a year off. Okay, so
1: that's that. And then last night, um, Seattle ended up winning one nothing against RSL. Now Seattle is going to be unfortunately another team to to reckon with this year. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, so um, around some other leagues, we've got Fulham joins Huddersfield as being relegated. Um, we I talked about the Saints. Um, I can't wait till VAR comes to the Premier League. Um, hopefully they do it correctly. Unlike MLS. Um, on another sad note, their classic curve was a huge dud. Dortmund got stomped. I mean, I was—I don't even know why I watched that game. It was just such a disaster. It was bad. It was like I was like embarrassed to watch that game. Um, and then on a kind of a somber note, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but uh, Rafael Hansel, one of the journalists um, for Chepaquency, he was 45. He was one of the plane. Uh, uh, survivors from the plane crash from 2017 mm-hmm. he ended up dying of a heart attack at the age of 45 while playing soccer so i was kind of kind of a crazy story there and then on a positive note to end um espn plus and u.s soccer announced all open cup games will be on espn plus which is a huge thing fantastic now that we finally have a coach who actually it cares about winning the U.S. Open Cup. So I wanted to ask you, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but you said you want people to win a trophy. If we win, I mean, when we win U.S. Open Cup this year, would that be um, good enough for you, for people to have that trophy and, and to be able to retire?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a major trophy. It's as big of a prize as MLS Cup. Um, it's the same cash prize, same uh, ticket to Champions League. So, yeah, that's I, I would love for people to win any kind of trophy. MLS Cup supporter shield um US Open Cup something he he just deserves to win something with the team.
1: Yeah, and if I if I'm correct um that would also open him up to the ability to make it into the um circle of honor, isn't that correct? You, don't you have to win a trophy to be able to be nominated I to the circle so, of yeah. honor? I, don't, which, know, I way, don't know if
0: it's just MLS Cup or if it's any... Oh, no, because Brian McBride is in there. So, yeah, it must just be if you it. It was win any it.
1: trophy, I believe, okay. in one of those three. And then on a sad note, or I guess an exciting note, I don't know how you want to look at it, but I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, Ziggy Schmidt will be the next honoree in the circle of honor, which is pretty fitting. Um, so I kind of like how... We don't have tons of people in the circle of honor. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Make it special and make it mean something. Um, I'm going to kind of ramble on here because in the dying minutes, the fix is in, and it looks like FC Cincinnati has a free kick just at the edge of the box, um, and we'll see if MLS decided to help them out. Oh, that's a really good free kick. <laughs> that's actually a really good free kick, um, but it ended up being a save. Um, everybody's bewildered why it's not a corner, including myself, because the goalkeeper nicked it. Oh, did he nick it? It looks like he nicked it. But. I don't care. Not the crew. Anyways, it's not the crew. Um, The only reason we cared is because that was the last Eastern Conference score of the game. So, according to the live table, um, FC Cincinnati is in fifth with eight points and the Columbus Crew is in first with 13 points. So... You all have a fantastic week. Like I said, we'll be in touch someday, sometime before Easter, hopefully. And we might not have our normal schedule, but we will keep you informed and all things crew and continue to talk about soccer.
0: So, Yep, everything should be back to normal, hopefully, um, at the end of the month, but for the next couple of weeks. We'll see when we get together and get the show on the road.
1: All right, and I've been Todd Fickberg at Toddrick33 for Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. Y'all have a great week. Bye, con